Okay, just start talking now. Okay, so my story. Um, yeah, so we went shopping for my new place that I love. There's photos of it. It's amazing. It's a little tiny home. Um, and so it kind of started like a week-long process of shopping. And the first day that we went <laughs> shopping, I loved it. I had so much fun. And then the second day I had to go back because I bought some of the wrong things and like blah, blah, blah. Returned things. And I couldn't handle them all. Like, uh. I could not handle it. I was literally tearing up as I was walking oh. down to the parking lot from Kmart, which is in the mall to the parking lot and I'm trying to stop myself from bursting into tears for no other reason other than that it was way too noisy and I just couldn't filter anything out um and that's when I hit my meltdown point and like for me like the whole Aspie burnout isn't like screaming fit on the ground I just Mm. go a bit catatonic and I look like I've been on like a week-long alcoholic drug bender or something like just zombie-ified the next day like recovery style don't talk to me because I can't even follow the conversation Um, and then, you know, I took a few days off, decided not to go anywhere busy or whatever or noisy, went back to the mall again when my partner came down to visit and I had to like, could stand it, wasn't going to cry, but I basically had to stare at the ground in front of me, not look around and sing a little song in my head to like give myself something to focus on. And he just like led me through the people and the other part is it's Easter. So it was not so busy. Um, I can't well right we were buying things for him that he needed to get while he was down so we had to go out and then he's been down for a few days and we puzzled and we sat in quiet and we played classical music and I feel so much better I slept for like 16 hours (laughs) and we went back to the mall today and I actually really enjoyed it like all of that burnout had settled and like I could look around I could do like some stupid shopping in the acquisition store which is this cute little like dollar shop with real funny like sparkly roosters and dinosaur coin savor things yeah. and like it's adorable i like acquisitions it's yeah cute. um yeah but so i actually got to go and it was weird it was like i experienced the pre-burnout yeah. the actual burnout the whole recovery phase which took like a freaking week yep and then back to being able to actually enjoy being out in public and yep. like thank god for me specifically that i can flip that all around and reduce my stress enough to even get to, to the point of enjoying things yeah yeah the sleep probably had an awful lot of uh, an awful lot to do with it Oh, probably. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, because I've been so stressed. You don't sleep very well. No, I wasn't sleeping, like, maybe five hours a night, like, with moving and with the flat dramas and just everything going on. Fucking Um, hell. Yeah. I mean, that's what led to the burnout. The burnout wasn't because of the noise in the mall. The burnout was because life was absolutely crap for a couple of weeks and then... Yeah. And then because of the burnout, you then had the auditory overstimulus. Yeah, exactly. Stress got way too much. Yep. So... Fun personal life story to lead us into our topic of today. Which is, um, autos, autos, what? Superpowers. superpowers. And today's superpower <laughs> is auditory, um, well, overstimulation, but why it's a superpower and why having cool abilities to listen to stuff um, and process sound differently from other people is actually not as negative as um, scientists and psychologists would have us believe. It's actually pretty fucking awesome. Yes. Um, so, hi, I'm Jenny. Hi, I'm Elsha. And um, this is the podcast Spectrum. Um, and, um, yeah, we're going to... I'm sure there was another thing I was going to say, and I completely, completely forgot what I was going <laughs> to... Oh, yeah. Huge shout out to all the people that we don't know personally who are actually listening to this podcast. Like, hi to you people in Germany and in Japan. We know we don't know anyone over there, so hello! And the handful of people in the US, even. Like, yes. they're probably my family and friends, but still, woohoo! Hi! 
<laughs> Listeners. Thank you for supporting us. Yeah. It is, it is really heartening to see um, that listener thing slowly clock up. It's like, yes, people actually listen to us rambling. Yes. We're tiny and we're small and we don't have any sponsors or nope. anything. So we're just doing this um, out of our own personal interest. So even one follower means hey, that to maybe us. we're helping someone somewhere. Yeah. Struggle through everything that we've had to struggle through. Yeah. Yeah. So we will go right on in, and we will talk about these. So, as as we said, this this particular podcast is on, um, is on our auditory processing, and of course, one of the big things we have is auditory overload. Um, as as Al just explained, um, when we get when we get stressed, we, and there's too much noise going on, it really is not a good thing, um. So the, some of the signs of auditory overload are, um, are things like uh, a difficulty focusing due to competing sensory input. So you had to stare at the ground so that you could actually cope with. Yes, well, focusing, you know, walking to the mall. I literally had to walk behind Jesse. He's my partner. Put my hand on his shoulder and he led me like a little kid because I would have just bumped into literally every stall in the middle of the little aisle and knocked everything over everything because I couldn't even steer myself. I was so overloaded. Yeah. Um, You know, when you put little kids in a really noisy environment and they get really cranky. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Adults can do that too. <laughs> Adults do do that too. Um, we can get, I what? get really, really shitty. <laughs> Snappy and just go, oh, just get it already. Like, can we just go? Like, mm. um, not that I did that at the mall because I knew what I was going through. So I just sort of yeah. sucked it all in and got quiet. But um, yeah, extreme irritability is another sign of auditory overload. Yep. As is restlessness and discomfort, which is um, goes hand in hand a wee bit with extreme irritability because you just want to get out. You want to get... You're just sitting there kind of vibrating in your skin. You just need um, to go and do something, like get away, get out, get just literally like right. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, urge to cover ears or shield eyes from input. That's kind of like how I had to stare at the tiles and sing a little song in my head. Like um, I can't actually like put my fingers in my ears and go la 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 in the middle of a mall because I people would judge so um there are some things of neurotypical things that i try (laughs) to play along with so i just sang really loudly to myself in my head and stared at the ground i actually sometimes in class situations especially when it's really noisy i'll sometimes stick my fingers in my ears if i don't have my um, oh in between class period when that one group really laughs so loudly yeah that was painful that was really painful We, we are in a class of 120 and as you do with a class of 120 that have to hang out in the same groups for five years. There's groups of them that click off, and there's this one really lovely, friendly group, but they're very extroverted, a lot of them, and they are so loud in between classes. Um, and there's one lovely human being in particular, and I have no doubts he is a lovely human being, but his laugh hits every single bad thing in my brain and like, I just want to collapse inwards and just nope out. It's mostly just like a volume thing because like, that's literally the only time in an eight hour period is the like 10 minute break between classes. So if we're not actually moving classrooms, we're just saying the same one. Those people use that moment to get all their like loud out. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, <laughs> can't deal. <laughs> <laughs> and we're stuck in the uh-huh. lecture. Well, we could, we could realistically move out of the lecture theater, but that kind of yeah but then we'd have to move so we'd rather just sit around and complain about it exactly because they're like of course they're entitled to be happy like i'm not gonna like begrudge them their happiness of 10 minutes but yep drives us nuts (laughs) 
and feeling overly excited or wound up and jittery. Um, that's that I get that all the time. That's just my overload in in general, which I experienced really badly this weekend. I was just like I couldn't concentrate on anything. I couldn't even read fan fiction, which was just. Like, I didn't want to watch anything. Didn't want to watch Forensic Files, which is a big thing for me. Or listen to My Favourite Murder. Um, Did you find that that feeling of overly excited or wound up is a... Um, that, for me, is like a prelude to actual overload. Like, my overload is like my burnout. For me, like, I get jittery. And that's, like, something I can click onto and go, Oh, crap, like, I should probably get somewhere calm and quiet and actually just rest up for a day or two because if I don't, I'm going to burn out. Could well be, because it was after we went down to Wellington, and we had quite an overloady day. It was amazing. It was so much fun. I had the time of my life down there. Um, but yeah, I got back and I was just everything was too quiet. Nothing was. I I think I needed that extra stimulation, and or I don't know. Brain. I haven't figured that part out yet. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah for me, that wound up feeling is a prelude to saying like you've you've done too much you're getting near your edge usually I can push it a little bit farther once I start getting jittery but um it's a good time for me to realize that like it is starting to affect my behavior and I might be more blunt or less able to pick up on social cues than I would be otherwise yeah however I'm not at the like cry in the middle of the mall level yet yeah um that's fun you want to do that one Higher levels than usual of sensitivity to other inputs like touch and light. Yeah, kind of like a migraine, you know. You're in so much pain and suddenly the light burns us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, a one, one stress leads to another stress leads to another and then all together you're just screwed. Yeah, because when, you're, when, you're, when you've got one kind of overload, all of the other things are just too much. Um, and light in particular I, I have some difficulty with, especially the... Um, the shitty lighting in malls. Mm. Yes. It really kind of hurts. That fluorescent brightness. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Yeah. But that leads straight into um, signs that you struggle with auditory processing. Yeah, so, I mean, those all lead to auditory overload, basically. But the point with auditory processing is um, it's like that, that pre-period stuff that I was just talking about. So yeah. some of those things can be... You often catch yourself singing or humming to yourself in noisier environments or wanting to plug your ears. So you're basically trying to drown out as much of the extra stimulus as you can, either by outcompeting it yourself or by physically blocking it out. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't like entering busy and loud rooms like a crowded gymnasium or an auditorium or a mall. Yeah. Uh, because there's just too much noise going on. There's too much um, There's too much to process. It's like that, you know, when you walk into like a concert hall or a gymnasium if you're in high school and the sound mm -hmm. hits you like a wall. Mm. Yeah, it's that feeling of ugh. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, that's a sign that you might be struggling with auditory processing because you just don't want to deal with it. Nope. Um, you have to put on, say, you, you've got safety gear or you're going skiing or crinkly, noisy clothes and you put that on and um, you don't, yeah, you don't actually, you can't hear other things. You're putting on the noisy clothes or you're working with something crinkly and someone says something to you and you just completely miss it. Yeah. They have to repeat themselves. That's a really, really, really big thing. I, I have a real problem with that when I'm when I'm doing something, even when I'm just putting a jumper on and it rubs, rubs over against my ears and someone says something, I'm, I, I can't. No, I, I can't. There's only only one thing can, can go in my ears at one time. 
Um, you mishear things frequently, especially if somebody doesn't get your attention first, but mm. they just talk like at you or near you, and then you don't catch on to it until the third sentence or the end of the sentence or whatever, and you've missed the point, and you have to get them to explain themselves again. I had a really, really, really... This is this is a key memory of mine. Um, when I was a lot younger, I was being taken from... Uh, uh, picked up from um, my the beach house that we had up in Coromandel and taken to Karuna um, by one of our family friends. And we were talking, I can't remember what we were talking, it must have been about 10 or 11 or something. And he said something and I said, pardon? And he said it again and I couldn't understand him. And I, and I asked him to repeat himself four times. I still could not understand it. And so I sort of went, eh, with that fake smile and that, yeah, I totally heard what you said and I'm laughing and agreeing with you. I couldn't understand a word he was saying. It was a short sentence. I could not understand it. It was just garbage to my ears. Yeah, that happens a lot. It's really <laughs> annoying. Um, and, and then we'll... you're like, should I laugh or should I just nod politely? Like, I'm not sure what reaction he was going for, so I'll wait for him to have a facial expression. Oh, he's smiling. <laughs> okay, we'll laugh. Like... We'll laugh, yeah. He's, he's, expecting a, he's expecting a laugh, therefore I can laugh. Yeah. I didn't hear it. I have no idea what you said, but I'm just going to smile and laugh at you. <laughs> um, you. More than one person talking is really difficult for you. That really... You know what's funny about this yeah. is, um, so if I get into conversations with Aspie people and there's like a group of us, yeah. so if it was like me, you and Tosh, for example, mm. we're really good about like following each other really, really closely to the point where it almost sounds like we're talking over each other, but we're not. We're just following each other's mental pathways like so closely mm. that like my neurotypical friends complain that they can't get a word in yeah. because we're talking over each other. And I like have actually, like, stopped and, like, listened, especially, like, say, you and Tasha have banter or, like, paid attention to three of us having banter, and I'm like, we're not talking over each other. We're just actually just in some kind of a crazy headspace where we're on Complete the, like... Sync. yeah we're Yeah, we're in sync when it's, like... In reality, when, when neurotypicals are speaking over each other, they're literally speaking at the same time, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And then when you've, when you've got, like, groups of people and... Those people over there are having that chat, and those people over there are having that chat, and then you're trying to have this chat. It's like, I can't. I, this is too noisy. I'm having difficulty. Talk into my ear hole, <laughs> and I might be able to hear you properly, but otherwise, we're fucked. <laughs> and things like small irrelevant noises, such as insects buzzing nearby, an air vent blowing, sprinkler running, a clock ticking, drive you completely bonkers. Hate. Clocks ticking. Oh, I can't even cope. I can't even cope with watches ticking. Um, I I wow. used to have a watch, and in order to in order to wear it, I would have to wear it only during the day, and I would have to put it in another room at night because the ticking would disturb me from and prevent me from sleeping. And yeah, I I do not like clocks. I do not like clocks at all. Um, that sound of one bug buzzing in the middle of the night when you're trying to sleep, and like that drives me up the wall. There was like a period of a week where like a mosquito, one mosquito would find its way into my room every night for like four nights in a row. And like it was right as I was drifting off to sleep and you'd hear, it was just like, ah, you're so small. Can't find you. Oh, that'd be so annoying. I think we've done enough personal anecdotes for... For today? For to yeah. For today? Well, yeah, because we went over all those things that we were going to go over during this personal anecdotal 
thingy portion. We've written up what we're going to talk about so that we know sort of what's going on because otherwise we'll just end up rambling for the entire time, which we're doing anyway. But yeah, pretty much. We're good at rambling. We're very good at rambling. Um, I actually did some really cool reading on this mm. because this is the next bit in the little blurby blurb um, mm. about how our brains like process sound and why we're a bit different from neurotypicals in this sense and like obviously again it's a spectrum so everybody's a little bit different and how much these things about being autistic and having an autistic brain affect you is different um for every autist but it's actually really fascinating and it will explain it and then that leads really well into why if you use it correctly our brains are so good at some of the stuff it does that it is a superpower yes yeah so um, to start it off, so when we activate different areas of our brain, like when you hear sounds and stuff, um, we also recruit a number of other regions that assist with speech. Which So we're basically, when we're listening to, to speech, um, we, we pull in different areas of our brain to help us... Um, to help us uh, Compute. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. Compute the speech. Whereas yeah. neurotypicals don't. They only use they only use a few regions. We use a lot more regions. Um, and we sneak it in from regions that aren't actually meant to be used for sound. Like we'll go and ask our visual cortex <laughs> what it thinks yeah. about the stimulation coming in. The visual cortex is like, uh, um, is it purple? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I hear purple. <laughs> uh, which, which could actually be why people hear purple. Yeah, those people are cool. They're really, really cool. They are, so apparently there's like a, a very small portion of the population where you make a sound and they smell things or they see things. And um, yeah, their brains are wired entirely differently from even that. But it's so cool. Sounds so cool. Yeah. yeah. So um, we when we're doing like when we're when we're actually thinking and doing tasks, uh, we don't actually downregulate our visual cortexes, cortices. So they're not only used for speech a wee bit, but they're also used when we're doing like other um, hairy tasks where we have to do our brainy thinky thing. Um, <laughs> as you can see, I have had plenty of coffee today. Uh, and there's some thought that this lack of downregulation during an auditory task might indicate we can't disengage our visual processing and shift our attention to other sensory input, which basically means we are constantly taking in visual input regardless of what we're doing. Neurotypicals do downregulate the visual cortices, so when they're focusing on when they're fo focusing on listening to something, they can't see things as well, which is the whole thing of when you're looking for that turn in, in your car, you turn your audio down because yeah. they need to shift focus from auditory to visual. We don't have that down regulation. We do everything at once. At once, yeah. That's interesting. Like, So when I was growing up, I used to get in trouble for doodling on my... Um, paper or whatever I had in front of me when I was a kid in class but like the thing is is if I could focus my eyes on my piece of paper in the little circle I was just repetitively drawing yeah. um I actually could listen a heap better to the lecture to the in this case teacher because I was in fourth grade or whatever yeah um and I used to get in trouble because oh pay attention put your pencil down blah 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 but like I couldn't pay attention if I actually had to stare at her yeah I couldn't and I actually have a lot of issues in lecture even today because same reason like if I come home and I listen to a recorded lecture 
it's awesome. Like I get so much more out of it. Yeah. But if I'm in the lecture and the person's moving around up front and they're like, you know, hand gestures, which you can't see, but I'm doing them. So hand gestures. <laughs> She's <laughs> doing hand gestures. <laughs> um, I have a lot of issues staying focused and now I'm wondering, I never really thought about it. Maybe I need to actually explore this and see if I can tweak my lecture style. Have something engaging your visual. Get those like little horsey blinkers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but then like, tunnel vision at, at, tunnel. The, at the front. <laughs> Look. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, that'd be interesting to experiment yeah. with. Oh yeah, this I'm really, 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 really quite excited about. It's actually proven that we are superior at Where's Wally or Waldo for those of you in America. Yes, we are superior at finding things in pictures, basically, which is really, really awesome. Um, we're also more accurate at recognizing and remembering pitch. Um, uh, so music, um, and so pitch isn't actually music. It's like what? It's like the changes in the changes in not what is what is pitch technically? I mean, I'm I am sure. about to Google it. <laughs> we are so prepared for this. <laughs> this is exactly the kind of the kind of podcast I actually wanted to make. It is. Uh, the quality of sound governed by the rate of vibrations producing it, the degree of highness or lowness in a tone. Oh. Yeah, so I think it's it's kind of comes back to the fact that people say that Aspies don't talk with a lot of inflection in our voice. We don't yeah. switch up the tone very often. We have to make a concentrated effort to put emotion into our voice. And yeah. I, I think that may be not because, I think it's because we are too sensitive to it. And yeah. I mean, I, I know I am. Like if someone does an angry tone at me, I I overreact to the max. Like I take that as like almost like a personal attack. Like, what? Like, oh my god, this person's really angry. Like, this is so scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but we remember pitch, and recognize it a lot better than other people. And they did this on. They did like made children listen to noises, and they cordoned them off based on their diagnose no diagnosis status. And then they had like a random group as well, and they could show without a doubt that the children that have been diagnosed as, as Aspie or autistics um, performed better when sounds were played with them at recognizing the same sound again. Yeah, because we have a heightened awareness of small pitch changes in the environment, which may result in hypersensitive, hypersensitivity to certain sounds and stimulus over, overload. Um, I totally don't understand the next sentence, so if you understand the next <laughs> sentence, you can read that one. So the whole thing is, heightened awareness of small pitch changes in one's environment may result in hypersensitivity to certain sounds and stimulus overload. This may detract from the ability to adequately process semantic and pragmatic information in speech, resulting in impaired communication. So essentially it says that because we are so aware of small pitch changes and we can't filter out anything as important or not important, everything hits us. So when there are semantic, so small changes in your pitch, mm. um, or the you know if, if people talk, there's a huge variety of ways you can say things. Yes. It all hits you, and it's too much for your brain to actually handle because it's taking them all in, and you've lost that auto filter function, and you're hypersensitive to it, and then you read nothing because your brain goes too much. I don't know what's going on. Yep, that makes sense. And yeah, there is so much more fascinating stuff going on with this. We have not even touched the surface, uh, mainly because we don't have the time to go into depth ourselves or in a podcast. Um, but the great thing is, this is in fact a superpower. 
um, because you've got things such as, of course, the musical savants, uh, who, as we discussed, we've got the perfect, we've got amazing pitch recognition and pitch memory. So you've got the musical savants who are able to hear a piece of music once and replicate it perfectly because of that perfect pitch memory. They're able to, they of course have, will, will have some understanding of how to get the various noises out from their hands, but because they're able to take that information in and remember it so finely, they can do it. And that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but the rest of us are still pretty freaking awesome, even though we can't necessarily memorize Mozart and repeat it back. Um, I wish I could. That would be boss. I love Mozart. <laughs> but we can't. So we... Um, we can still use that amazing sound memory that comes inherent for all of us. Um, different levels for some, amazing for others. But if you, you can use it for study, um, you can use it for music, you can use it for lots of things. And I think the point of describing this as a superpower is to, is to help you guys recognize how you can use this auditory processing to your advantage. Um, and that can be, I think for studying, it can be things like Ewing audio notes. They are so amazing. Yeah, I finally convinced her to try recording her notes that she's written down or whatever for class um, back to herself and then listening to them. And it's great because I can literally sit upside down on my sofa and still be listening and still be studying. And it actually sinks in really well. Really well. And then if you kind of um, have to think about how your brain specifically works better for you that you have um a really good sort of memory when it comes to emotions you know you have to think about what tweaks memory the best in you is it and you see your favorite shirt and you remember that day last summer when you last wore it and so and so held your hand for the first time and like that's this big memory for you you looked at your shirt and you remembered that or is it like you know you think of your partner and you feel this big feeling of love and that feeling of love emotes a, a, a memory in you of the same thing you held their hand last summer on the beach or whatever like or is it um what's the other one it could be tactile yeah, yeah. um so the feeling of sand yeah and oh. i hate the feeling of sand but you go to the, the beach <laughs> and you walk on the sand and that memory of the sand rubbing against your feet brings you back to that year to that day a year ago and blah 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 and the hold handing and the i mean the hand holding and blah blah, blah. so Take your your sounds, you know, what you're trying to remember, whether it be a flashcard or the notes or whatever, and link it actively to whatever uh, promotes the best response in you, whether it be tactile, visual, emotional, etc. And take both of those and use it to your advantage because you'll remember things so much faster and so much better. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. And you can also use music really, really, really really tactfully um tactfully i don't think that's the right word i'm looking for you can i don't know tactically tactically <laughs> that's the word it began with t we're, we're going up um you can you can use music really tactically um so if you're having a really shit day or like you said when you're overstimmed you listen to classical yeah and um i actually did the same thing when i was overstimmed on sunday I listened to um, Moonlight Sonatas 
until it became Hotel California for some reason because Spotify had decided that I needed to listen to Hotel <laughs> California, um, which I, I, I'm not complaining, but I could have done with a bit more. Um, that mm, was Mozart, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it's okay. very strange how Spotlight does that. You're like, I'd like to listen to like classical piano in five songs, it's perfect, and then the seventh song is like rock. And you're like, how did we get here, Spotify? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love the Foo Fighters, but I wasn't quite in the mood for that today. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and like today, I was, I was, I, I wasn't having a shit day, but I wasn't having a great day. And um, I put on, I just put on some music, and oh, the dog's barking for some reason. Oh yes, um, uh, the lady might be home. Oh, true. Um, I just put on some of my favorite music, and um, I really, really, really picked up. I got into the swing of things. I started getting up and dancing. Music can really affect your mental and emotional state. Use it to your advantage. Turn, Re- yeah, turn yeah. your day around or pick your day up. Or if, even if you're having a really good day, extend it. Make it even better. Yes. You know? Pick. It's it's like a tool to to aid you. You know, If you're really sad and you listen to really sad music, it gives you something to cry to and love release where you can play really happy music and get happy. Um, you can make stupid songs up about what you want to remember and sing them to yourselves. And use it as like a memory aid. If any vet students do that, please send them to me. Yeah, seriously. I remember. I still remember that um, cranial nerve song to what was it? Call me maybe. No, was oh, I can't remember. It was an amazing song. Um, it was the cranial. <laughs> it was the cranial nerves, and I'm pretty sure it was to call me maybe. It was so good. I don't I even. Still is that on YouTube? It. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's amazing. That. Go have a look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean that like so using music kind of leads into all these other tools that are available for yeah. helping yourself. Um, the top one for me is explain to people that you don't do well with verbal instructions. You know, we just don't, and that is one of the things about being who we are. We have no short-term memory. So if you list a five-step task to us, we're gonna remember task one, and we're gonna finish task one, and we won't remember two, three, and four, and five. Like they're gone. So. Um, get people to write things down for you. There's no shame in it. Yep. It's much nicer and you can actually look like you're not inept and that you do know what you're doing and be your most powerful self in the workplace. Uh, The same goes for events and plans Mm. and things. You can make plans with me all day, but if you didn't write it down or I didn't write it down or it's not in my calendar, it's gone. I have missed so many meetings. So many meetings. I slipped through my tutoring yesterday. Oops. Yeah. Because it's not written down. And if I don't have something that's... If it's outside of my normal routine and it's not written down, it's gone. You know, this is not an area in which our auditory processing helps us. Because for some reason, it doesn't like to go into our long-term memory. It goes into the five-second memory and then it's gone. Like, <laughs> Yep. So, write things down. <laughs> yep. Um, and, of course, take time to listen to your favorite music, your favorite noises, and your favorite books. Audible is amazing podcasts of course there's great white noise playlists on spotify that you can listen to the rain you can listen to cats meowing you can listen to whatever weird random specific noise you think of it is on spotify probably maybe i can't guarantee that but probably i'm going to plug an app which i have been using for the last six years it's the white noise app it's literally just called white noise i'm pretty sure you can get it on um ios and android and it just has a series of white noises that you can listen to. And when you pay for it, which I think is about, I don't know, 10, 
no how much was it I can't remember when you pay for it uh, you can combine this you can combine the sounds so my favorite one is actually the rainstorm it's just rain beating down and occasional thunderstorms and it is perfect for when I have to read stuff for study um, but when I'm writing my notes I have to listen to Kygo's piano jams on repeat all three of them over and over and over again because that's my jam and this isn't just to like I, you have to look at this from a positive perspective is what these things do is they actually enhance your natural abilities um, to focus or to create um, or whatever you're doing like they give you that little bit of extra oomph to be even better at whatever you're doing whether oh, yeah. it's something that you love like for Jenny writing or I have specific music that I listen to when I clean and it makes the cleaning process go faster go smoothly gets me energized this isn't like a coping mechanism this is like an enhancement yes. mechanism and it is great that we have that we have like a secret button that we can push that just gives us some oomph it's a free auditory drug. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so do I. I just um, came up with that. I'm quite proud of myself, really. <laughs> I'm not usually that quick. <laughs> um, so there are noise-canceling headphones and there are sound augmentation headphones. I love my noise cancelers. Elsh yeah. got, uh, got me hooked on um, the Bose. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think there's like three brands now that you can get. And there's like mm. Sony... Another one that starts with S that I can't pronounce in Bose. Oh, and Sennheiser. It, yeah. So, and they're all actually really good. Um, and if you go read the reviews online, it's just kind of tit for tat, little tweaks here and there. I love, love, love my Bose. And a part of that is the comfort of the headphones of the Bose in particular. They're really soft yeah. leather head ear thingies are just like not wearing anything at all. Um, and that's big because the tactile is a lot, means a lot to me. Yeah. If you do or you are keen, don't feel like you have to go for the ones that we love. Like, they're yep. honestly all function really, really well at what they do. And at the end of the day, their noise-canceling function is what you're after because that makes grocery shopping better. It makes I'm having a bad day and I need to feel like I'm in my own bubble of solitude really, really awesome. Yep. <laughs> um, and sometimes, like, I don't even apply noise to them. I just have the noise-canceling function on and I really need to get some study done and I really need to focus. And it, it's like the world disappears and all I have is just what I'm trying to learn yep. and me. And you can um, hyper-focus then. Yeah, and you can get into a state of hyper-focus, which is phenomenal. Oh, And, yeah. I mean, hyper-focus will probably be a short blurb all in itself because it, when we get into that state, watch out, world. So things that help you get into that state that you can... Oh, wait, actually, sound augmentation headphones. We haven't played with these, so I don't know how well they work, um, but there are these things called Nuhira IQ Buds Boost that suggest that they can specifically choose what sounds they augment and which sounds they sort of don't so if someone's talking di directly at you in a busy room it's meant to like not it's meant to drown out the far away noises and keep the noise of the person talking to you at a certain level the reviews on them aren't fantastic um the one person i know that has a pair says that she loves them so mm. i don't know i haven't tried them but uh if you try them let us know, know. let us know because maybe we want them yeah yeah <laughs> And there are grounding exercises um, that you can use for days when you're overly stimulated. Yep. Yep. Oh, this is the um, this is the this is the don't think of the polar bear. Yeah. Yeah. So I came across this really interesting idea. I can't remember where I found it, but it was some guy saying, "Don't think of the polar bear," and if you tell yourself, "Don't think of the polar bear," you're gonna think of the polar bear. I just sat there and I thought, 
don't think about the polar bear don't think about the polar bear and then all of a sudden I had an awful lot of polar bears going through my head the only downside of that is I did not have enough images of polar bears so before I do it next time I'm going to go online and I'm going to google image <laughs> polar bears so I have a shitload more polar bears because I can tell you what five images of polar bears going around and repeating your brain is actually really boring <laughs> but effective so pick something you've seen a lot of whether it's raccoons armadillos trees polar bears and tell yourself don't think about the whatever you're not going to think about and like so the the idea of this grounding is to for sound specifically so obviously don't think about it but when you're thinking about it because now you've made yourself think about it um describe it using words in your head so it gives you like because you're not actually hearing anything but mm. when you think the word you hear it in your brain right so if you think don't think about the polar bear and then you think the polar bear and you think okay, the polar bear that I'm not thinking about is standing on a glacier or is standing with a fish in its mouth. So, like, use the words to focus on in this sense because it gives you a f something to focus on to, to drown out the noise around you that's bothering you. Um, and there are heaps of other actual grounding exercises available on the internet that you can Google. Totes visit stimtastic.com. That's an amazing website for some really good stim toys that you can use to ground yourself and distract yourself. Just have some awareness of where you are mentally. Have a, have a know what your good days feel like. Know what your bad days feel like, and just work around those. Don't go to the mall when you're having a bad day. Yeah, it's gonna make it even worse. <laughs> Think about those signs that you struggle with auditory processing that we listed before, and when you feel things like you're feeling jittery, or you feel like you can't really keep up with what people are saying that day. Recognize that those are signs. That, you know, something, maybe you're having a really stressful day or something's happened in the recent past and um, you're not having the best day and practice some self-awareness. Take that as a sign that you can be calm. You don't have to search out the extrovert time that specific day um, and take care of yourself. Yep. Self-care is really, really, really important and will often tip the odds in favor of more good days versus bad days. So if you are having a bad day, take care of yourself that'll improve your coming days if you power through the bad day the next day is going to be a bad day the crash is going to be so much worse Ooh, yeah. and self-care doesn't mean that you go and you spend a ton of money on yourself and have a spa day or buy yourself stuff you don't need or you know all those things that the media will tell you that spa days are these days i mean a self-care day is a self-care can be taking your head or noise cancelling headphones if you have them and putting them on for 15 minutes and just giving yourself a, a brief isolation break um, of quiet or um, if you don't have noise cancelling headphones put in earplugs um, yep. put yourself in a quiet room or put yourself in a quiet dark room and take away some of the light stimulus like there are things that you can do easily that is that self-care and what you need to do for yourself is sit down think about what you what you do when you're feeling your calmest and your most relaxed and see if you can take pieces of that and replicate it in other places when you need them in other situations no i mean the other thing is if you want to play the don't think of the polar bear game you can't only not think of the polar bear when you're in your worst moments so you actually have to kind of set that up as a pattern of behavior beforehand um so you want to just randomly play it at other times as well, even though you're not feeling extremely overwhelmed or whatever, like just to get your brain into the habit of it 
kind of like how meditating takes practice. Yes. Um, I use sometimes rather haphazardly occasionally the Headspace app and they have some really, really, really nice meditations. Uh, if you can't afford it, like I can't, um, YouTube has some really nice guided meditations. Find ones that you like, find a narrator that you like, because not all narrators are equal. I tend to favour uh, male narrators over female because of the pitch. Other people may have it reverse. Find someone that works for you. Find a set of sounds that works for you and roll with it. On that note, I hate meditating. It does not soothe me. Um, yeah. It soothes other people, and this is what we mean. Like, you take what works for you. I cannot meditate. It actually makes me antsy. <laughs> and I don't like doing... I know I have other things that yeah. I can't do, which I will explain. But yeah. um, I like... So she mentioned Audible, um, and it's kind of the same. Boy narrator is the bomb. But So putting Audible on, especially with my noise cancelers, and like listening to a story, and just lying there quietly, eyes closed... That's listening to a meditating. story that is basically meditating but i don't have to focus on like what my toes are doing or breathing in and out or whatever like boring thing my brain doesn't want to do and hates doing <laughs> it can just listen to the story yeah. <laughs> and um that's fine which is and that has the same effect for me but like the actual core meditative practice that people do where they do the guided meditations can't do it hate yeah. it hate it so much yeah yeah so in summary this can be a superpower because you can learn shit so quickly and so deeply if you use it to your advantage. Also, you can hear things that other people can't. So you can you can hear tiny minute changes in pitch in your environment, which is amazing when you're in an emergency situation because you will know in advance by the pitch of the sounds that are coming from the other room whether there is an emergency coming or not. I mean, this isn't things that you're thinking about happening, but sometimes you just react to things sooner than everyone else because mm. you've picked up on something because you're not filtering it out. And in an emergency situation, like, that can be the difference between life and death. So that's that's really cool. Yeah. 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 Um, and also using music, using sound to, to get yourself into a state of hyper-focus or into a state of hyper-cleaning, which <laughs> I really need to get into because crap the amount of hair that is in my house right now oh. he has like four pets it's ridiculous only three sorry they have technically, to technically five but three only live only three live inside but they're so hairy and there's so much hair and... uh, so, anyway <laughs> sound sound do you hope hyper hyper focus to put you in a, a state of of calm awareness if you use it appropriately that lets you rock through a ton of work yeah. um um, what else is the superpower about it? Oh, our ability to, like, memorize music and stuff, even if we're not musical savants, is pretty boss. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love that I can, like, recognize and sing along to music after only hearing it once or twice. Like, it's a fun time. Yeah. Um, um yeah. Oh, and our, like, so everybody gets overstimulated, and it's not just Aspies and autists that have shut down, meltdown periods neurotypicals are just as prone to getting stressed by various things and having meltdowns. The difference is going to be in the fact that we now know how to use something like sound to help us not melt down and help us not have that moment of complete and utter breakdown. Like we are going to be able to use sound to calm ourselves down, to put us in a great headspace. There is a bird out the window and he's beautiful. That's a Tui. Yeah. I love Tuis. Um, New Zealand has the best fauna. They all sound really pretty. Don't go to Australia if you want pretty sounding birds. They just, they're not pretty sounding. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yes, and that's us. So, that's us. Um, like, uh, rate, subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasting thing. Um, also follow us on Instagram. We are uh, Spectrum at Spectrum Pod. I do believe it is. We're also on Facebook. Not very well, but we're on Facebook. Uh, you can email us at uh, I think it's the Spectrum Pod at gmail dot com. I should probably double check that. Uh, sounds right. It sounds about right. And um, yeah. Don't please reach out to us. Um, send us your own stories of uh, auditory superpowers or auditory overstimulation. We are always keen to hear them. If there's something that you particularly want us to help you with or talk about our experiences about, um, give a shout. We would be happy to. I know everyone has different stuff that they struggle with. So yeah. um, we've dealt with a lot of it and we would love to help. Yes. So otherwise, um, goodbye and we will see you again soon. Yeah. Adios. Bye-bye. Ha ha ha!